Blog Talk Radio.
Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to our Wednesday night broadcast of Prayer International Radio. I am Sean Holmberg, along with Paul Pintor. How are you doing tonight, Paul? I'm doing good. <laughs> Amen. Um, so, for everybody listening, our call number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer over the course of the night, please give us a call. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so, um, Chris will be joining us um, in a little bit, a little Is bit he? of time. Yeah, I'm actually, um, I'm going to have to be up very, very, very early in the morning to go to work. And so, Chris is going to actually step in um, close to the 11 o'clock hour so I can um, take off. And um, and then he'll handle the last... Um, hour with you, um, so you're not left here by yourself. Um, Last time I was left by myself, uh, my mother and father came home and the house was tore up, so I I couldn't have no more parties. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Well, you know, um, (laughs) wow. Um, So, um, Okay, so everybody, our, um, I already said call in number 619-638-8458. Um, you can always email us at prayer.prayerinternational.org. And um, so let's see. Um, I guess that's about it. I guess we should start off with some prayer then. So that's why we're here. Amen. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Lord Jesus. Father, tonight we give you honor and praise, Lord. Father, we lay our lives to the side. Father, we lay everything to the side, Lord, and kneel at the foot of the cross, Lord. We kneel before your throne, asking for your grace and mercy, Lord, to be poured out into our lives, Lord. Father, for every listener tonight, Lord, that you would impart to them grace, Father, Lord, that you would grant to them, Father, to know you, Lord, that you would open the eyes of their heart, Lord, let their hearts be flooded with light so they could comprehend with all the saints what is the expanse, the exceeding greatness of your Lord, your love toward us who believe in you, Father. Father, for anyone out there tonight who has any kind of need, Father, whether it is spiritual or a physical healing, Lord, we know that you are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, our provider. We know you're the all-sufficient one. You're the God who is more than enough. So, Father, we come into agreement with you tonight on your word, Lord, declaring that your word is true. Father, declaring that you are a God who cannot lie. Father, so we ask for every one of these needs, Lord, to be covered in the blood of Jesus right now. Father, we lay all their needs, Father, at your feet, Father, that you could work, Father, that you would be glorified in them and through them. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, we lift up the political leaders of the world, God asking that you would turn their hearts towards you that you would give them wisdom and counsel and how to be godly leaders. 
Father, if they don't know you, Lord, we ask that you would return them to the fold, Father. As a lost sheep, Lord, that you would grab them and deliver them back. Father, that you would establish Israel tonight as a praise to the nations. God, it doesn't seem like the world considers Israel a praise. Lord, Father, we're asking that you would make Israel a praise unto the nations, Lord, that you would bless her, Father, and keep Israel, that you would cause your face to shine upon Israel, Lord, that your word would go forth into the streets, into the synagogues, Lord, into the homes, into the settlements, into the encampments, Father, that the Spirit, your Spirit, would flood the nation of Israel right now, Lord. And while you're in Israel, Lord, that you would move into Pakistan. Father, that you would create a place for your your spirit to inhabit in those nations. Lord, that you would draw all men to yourself through the riches of your grace and your kindness, which was poured out to us. And upon us by your son Jesus Christ upon the cross Jesus we thank you for your blood tonight Jesus we thank you for your blood tonight Jesus we thank you for your blood tonight For through your blood that we have been washed Father We have been redeemed and sanctified And declared to be righteous before the Father in heaven Jesus it is through your blood alone That we have redemption And that we have peace Father, we lay our lives down before you, and we lay this broadcast down, declaring that it belongs to you, as the word declares that the earth is yours and the fullness thereof. Father, this broadcast as well belongs to you. Lord, our voices, our ears, let them be yours as well. Our hearts and our spirits belong to you. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would take control over this broadcast, that you would have your way in it, that the name of Jesus Christ would be magnified, that the name of Jesus would be exalted tonight through this broadcast, that every word would be used to edify, to uplift the body of Christ. Holy Spirit, that you would reach to the lost, Father, transform their hearts. Reveal to them, Lord. Give them revelation into who you are. Give them revelation into the reality of your presence and into the reality of your love for us. Thank you, Jesus. So, for all y'all listening, we have a chat room open at blogtalkradio.com forward slash prayer international. And you can always get in there, um, get into the chat room um, with some of the people who listen to us every night from all over the world. Um, You know, something I just noticed tonight, Paul. Excuse me, I don't know why I'm coughing so much. Maybe I need more Dr. Pepper. I noticed tonight looking at um, Blog Talk, um, which, I mean, uh, I know there's a great number of shows on Blog Talk Radio. 
a massive number of shows. And there's a lot of ministries on Blog Talk. And I, I don't doubt that some of those shows have hundreds and hundreds of listeners a night. Um, we don't. Um, we're trusting the Lord for it. And we don't really, and, and this is going to sound weird, but we don't really care if we have hundreds of listeners a night. It'd be nice. But we're not really concerned with the numbers. We're concerned with the one number, which is the one person who may not know Jesus, who's out there listening to the one person who needs healing, the one person who needs salvation, the one person who needs comfort, the one person who needs him for a myriad of reasons. And it's for that one person who may be listening tonight is why we're here. And so if we only have 20 people a night on the show, we are completely content with that. And over the last year, um, we've, for the most part, done these shows an hour, two hours a night, um, seven days a week. And within the next, from what I can tell, by the end of the month, um, we'll have 10,000 listeners or 10,000 people who have listened to our shows, which to me is an amazing honor, considering we didn't know what Blog Talk Radio even was um, a year and a half ago. Um, and so all the praise for that goes to the Lord Jesus Christ. And it goes to prove that the Lord God will use anybody who's willing to be used by him, anyone who's willing to lay down their lives and to let him have control and to give him access and to your life and into your heart and into your mind. And anyone who's willing to make a sacrifice for him as far as letting him use you, then he will always be faithful and he'll use you. If you want, if you want him to, and so I find that it's um, pretty awesome thing that we're about to have had ten thousand listeners um, listening to our shows. So, so let's go into a really, really quick time of worship. Our calling number once again: six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. If you need prayer, give us a call, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Call-in number is 619-638-8458. I want to remind you all once again, um, tune in this coming Sunday for our Sunday morning broadcast at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, wherein we will um, be doing a live one- to two-hour um, video service so, Paul, someone in that chat room asked where we find the music. Um, actually, all the music we've uploaded um, is pretty much worship, is, um, worship music that me or Chris have um, either um, purchased CDs for. Um, a lot of the mu- some of the music, about a third of it, um, I've purchased on iTunes from um, various different places. Um, I've usually got them from iTunes or Amazon, um, but it's always music from places like um, the International House of Prayer or Christ for the Nations or worship leaders that we've um, had the um, privilege of seeing. Um, So, um, yeah, so that's pretty much where it all comes from. Um, I actually, uh, what were you saying? The gentleman who's asking, that's Ron Shakespeare. Um, he wasn't on the air last night, but Ron happened to meet Kenneth and Diane Nutt in Rockwall, Texas. Monday night at 11 o'clock, and they visited Church in His Glory until 2 a.m. They prayed for Ron, um, blessed him with some books, laid hands on him. Ron is the gentleman that I met here in Kensington, uh, whose 18-wheeler was on fire, and you know, Ron's been saving change. He's got a big cat in his 18-wheeler that he's the piggy bank and had close to $200 in change. And then he had all this change that he had been picking up in the parking lots while he was waiting up, waiting on them to get his trailers loaded. Right. He would go to the parking lot looking for change, and then uh, he had a system where if he found a washer or something that represented a quarter, he found a nut that represented a dime, and he take you know. So he had two little ministries going on there for her trailer park, you know, where she would go out to the trailer parks and mobile home parks, and right. set up aprons and start feeding, you know, and you know, leading people to the Lord. Well, that's who little one ton is. See, that's his CB handle. So, regarding this music, my neighbor has mobile apps. Are you familiar with mobile apps? Uh, very well. I um, wish I knew how to make them. Um, he just goes out there and downloads music, and within seconds, it's on his telephone. Right. You know, the interesting thing about Diane Nutt, 
um, is when we started, and you weren't um, with us back then, but when we started blocked, I mean, started doing um, when we started doing the, um, this ministry online. Originally, we had just done um, it was what was it UStream, and we were just we were just posting videos online. Um, people would call it. I mean, people would um, email us um, or be in one of the chat rooms we'd have open. And they'd ask for they need prayer for something, and we would um, send them video live video prayers um, as a response, or we would um, have just live video um, where we in chat where we could pray for people. And the funny thing is, um, we had never heard of Blog Talk Radio at that point. Um, and so what happened was, um, excuse me. Um, what happened was, is all of a sudden one day, um, Chris found out Diane Nutt had a blog talk radio show. And um, he mentioned it to me, and I was like, what in the world is blog talk radio? And so we immediately went and got the free, we looked at the website, got the free blog talk radio um, program. And we ended up um, starting to do the 30-minute shows. And then it turned out the 30-minute shows weren't long enough because when you get on, when you actually start doing these radio shows and the Holy Spirit's there, um, trying to get dense at times what the Holy Spirit is saying, um, especially when he gives you a message or people need prayer, it's really hard to condense it down to 30 minutes. And so we had to, we went ahead and um, upgraded the count so we could have a two-hour show. Um, and the rest is history. Um so it actually all started because of Diane Knight, um, because we found out she had a blog talk radio show. And my wife, because um, her church is in Rockwell, my wife loves Diane Knight. Um, we're a little bit far away to um, to actually go out to Rockwall um, for church every Sunday. But um, my wife seriously loves Diane Knight. Um and so any chance we've had, we always go and see her. So so there's a little bit of history for you that you may not have known, Paul. So, um, oh, and someone was saying 30 minutes is a challenge for sure if you have a lot of stuff. You know, two hours, and it's right, two hours, I mean, and that's the weird thing is, um, and the one thing we found out is, you know, two hours, 30 minutes wasn't enough. And an hour sometimes isn't enough, and sometimes two hours isn't enough. When we have people a lot of times call in for prayer, um, even if we're playing music, a lot of times we're in the screening rooms um, praying for people or counseling people. And there's many times, um, even after the broadcast has ended, we're still here um, talking to people and praying. And it, it does seem that sometimes even the two hours shows um, – don't give us enough time to get everything done. And, you know, I'll admit there's sometimes since we do this um, every night, um, there's sometimes when two hours seems like way too much time to fill up. But then, and we don't always know what we're going to say. We don't know what the show's going to be about. We don't have anything prepared. And so we come in and we just trust the Holy Spirit because 
we don't know what needs people are going to have on any particular night. We don't know if someone from Russia is going to be listening that night and they really need a touch from the Lord or someone from Africa or, um, or Singapore, for example. And so we always just um, come in, trust in the Holy Spirit that he's going to um, let us know what he needs us to say or talk about that particular night. And we've always done that, and he's always been faithful. Um, and not faithful necessarily just to us, but faithful to all the people who listen in, the faithful people who do call in, and then the people who've never heard of um, the Block Talk um, radio show, if you will, and just happen to tune in because they need something, and the Holy Spirit's there to meet him, meet, to meet them. Um, so it, it's been quite an honor, and it has been quite a blessing. And, you know, we hope, um, we're praying and believing. Um, it says now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We're trusting the Lord for a, a major increase um, to not only be able to do the ministry on Block Talk Radio um, every night, but also to be on um, the real radio stations and possibly even um, television stations and, you know, whatever media multimedia um tech, technical technological um tools that are out there that we can use to reach the lost um that's where we want to be um anything new that's out there i mean if we if i mean if we knew how to make um applications for an iphone we would be making applications for an iphone um if we knew someone who had a radio station um and they had a spot on the radio station, we would be there too. And so pretty much anywhere that we can be, that there's a chance that someone's listening who doesn't know the Lord, and we want to be there for that um, because they're all around us, whether we realize it or not. Um, and every place we go, there's people who don't know the Lord Jesus. And we have – it's funny, I was um, – Watching a show, or my wife was watching a show before the broadcast um, about because she's um, a, med um, a medical assistant and so she spends a lot of time doing research on health issues. And she was watching some shows about diseases, and you know, people say it a lot. And um, but if there was a cure for cancer, um, and you were the one who invented it, or you the one who had it, or you knew someone who had it you would tell, it would be the first thing out of your mouth, no matter who you talk to, no matter who you came in contact with, the first thing you would say is, oh, by the way, I've got to tell you, I have a cure for cancer. And how much more when we have the cure for sin and the cure for eternal, and something that will give people eternal life, and that's Jesus Christ. And there, and sadly, are a lot of people who don't know that. And so any chance we have to proclaim the love of God to people, any chance we get um, to give testimonies and to um, let people know how God's blessed our life, how God has proven himself faithful, the miracles we've seen, the times we've seen God do things that were um, supernatural, um, the people who call in to get prayer and then they get healed, not because we're good at praying, because of the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus. Um, 
there's always someone out there that either needs to get saved, needs to be encouraged, or needs a touch from the Lord for something. And all of us here at Prayer International, all of you who are listening, um, who are Christians, um, have the ability um, to touch people um, every minute of every day. So um, that being said, once again, our call-in number, 619-638-8458. And I was looking into the chat room. Um, Paul, are you just naming people or just people we need to pray for? Hey, Paul, you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, were you just listening to people in the chat room we need to pray for, or is that Chris? Well, Chris is, because he's the elder, he types in bigger case. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm not an elder yet. Um, I'm, I'm still on the milk here. But um, I think we're I think we're all on the milk still. Um, <laughs> so we we have a lot of people to pray for tonight. So um, these are just people to... that they're just children of God that come to us that we pray for all the time. Some of them are not here today. But they will be. Um, Sherry, you know, Ophelia in Singapore, JC Forever, Grock, you know, and Chris's list of people that's here with us. But whether they're not here or not, I mean, we've all bonded. And, you know, when they come on later on, they'll see that that their spirit is tied to us and we are standing in the gap for them. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, do you want to start us off on some prayer? Uh, yeah. Heavenly Father, I come to you with praise and thanksgiving. We thank you, Father, for the program. We thank you for Blog Talk Radio. And Heavenly Father, we lift up Jerusalem. Your word says in Psalms 122.6, for those that pray for Jerusalem, their house will prosper. Heavenly Father, I pray for everyone in the in the prayer room tonight, everyone in the chat room. And more than anything, I pray for my brother Christopher.
still there, Paul? Yeah, I'm here. But Heavenly Father, I thank you. I'm going through some turmoil right now for a very dear friend of mine. So, deal with me. Heavenly Father, I just pray for my brother Christopher. As we stand in the gap for him tonight, Heavenly Father, I just pray that you carry him through the storm. I don't know why, but I feel like he should be the one carrying on like I'm feeling right now. Whatever storm he's in, Heavenly Father, that he has discussed with me, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you just pour out your spirit on his life. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you manifest your glory, your grace, your mercy, and that you alone, Heavenly Father, be the driver of his heart and his spirit. Lord, you said that you're not a man that you're going to lie to us. And you say that every word that comes out of your mouth, it will prosper in the things that you send it forth to do. Lord, your word says that without faith, it's impossible to please you. And as I see the words in the private chat room of Christopher, he says that you have never failed him and that you will carry him through this terrible storm. For those of you that don't know, we have a very dear friend of ours named Christopher who's part of this program. And right now he's going through a cyclone. He's got an earthquake, a hurricane, um, a tornado, him and Tracy. Um, So, Heavenly Father, I pray for Christopher. I pray for Tracy. Both me and my wife were standing in the gap for him because we know, Heavenly Father, if they just continue to walk in faith and not by sight, that you will fight their battles for them. Father God, I lift up Tracy. I pray, Heavenly Father, that because she is born again, according to John 3, 3, she is a child of God. She's baptized in the Holy Spirit. She is your clay and you are the potter, that you will pour out your spirit, that you will perform a creative miracle, getting all of her hormones in order, getting all the drugs that the doctors are giving her for pain correctly aligned with the will of God. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you resurrect her, that you heal the cervical five and six vertebrae. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you will heal 
her L5 and L6 and S1 sacrum vertebrae. Heavenly Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that the CAT scans, the MRIs, that they line up with the will of God, that she will be made whole. We pray over the skull of her head, Heavenly Father, where she has fallen. We pray that every bone in her body be made whole in Jesus' name. And to you, Heavenly Father, be all the glory in your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, I just pray that anyone that's listening, please, pray for Christopher, pray for Tracy, that God will take them to the top of the mountain so they can shout hallelujah. Um, Just because we're on the air, just because we saw our lives into this ministry financially, uh, our time, our efforts, it's just not the two hours in the evening. It carries out through tonight, talking to people afterwards all during the day. Uh, you know, we have people in our lives that we minister to because we go out, we lay hands on the sick. People get healed because of God. We lead people to the Lord, and, you know, they're protégés of ours. And the devil don't like it. So he puts every wrench and every storm in our path. So everybody just pray for him.
the voice of the one I love is calling my name. I hear you calling me, Jesus. I hear the voice, the voice of the one I love is calling my name. Can you hear him calling you?
Now my cup overflows, oh Lord. Yes, my cup overflows, oh Lord. Yes, my cup overflows, oh Lord. It's surely goodness and mercy. It's gonna follow me all the days of my life. It's gonna follow me. It's gonna follow me. Come on, right after you. 
got the words of life. So I'm running to your arms. I'm running after you, Jesus. Leaving everything behind, Lord. Everything that hinders me behind, Lord, I press on. I press on. I press on. To know you, Jesus. My prize and my joy. My joy and my song. Jesus, yeah. we'll just give the Lord praise tonight. We're running after you, Lord. We're running after you, Lord. We're running after you. Our joy, my soul, my delight, my strength. Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. Um, we're joined, I'm Sean Holmberg, along with Paul Pintor and Chris Herzog. Everybody there? Everybody? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. I think Paul, Paul's on. Well, hey, Paul, you there? Heart, yeah, I'm here. All right, brother. Well... You know, um, just, uh, you know, sometimes you have those days where you just roll with the punches. You know, all of us go through storms and trials and fires and, you know, uh, the Lord says that's how our faith and our patience get tested, you know, whenever we uh, face fiery trials, you know, whenever we face uh, circumstances and we have to uh, endure but you know, uh, one thing that it does for us is it sharpens our faith. You know, it 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 really uh, separates the wheat from the chaff in our lives a lot of times, and um, or all of the time. You know, that's one thing fires do is they purify, they purge, they refine, and uh, you know wh- what's actually of the Lord is what's left. You know, um, throughout the Word, you see different connotations about the fiery trials or about the refining fire or how God takes the wood, hay, and stubble and it burns up into dust, but the gold and the silver and the precious stones are are left, you know, because those are the things that the Lord has given us. Those are the things that endures. And the Bible says even though heaven and earth will pass, uh, pass away, the word of the Lord will stand forever. You know, and it's God's word that even though, you know, the grass withers and the flower fades, you know, God's word stands. It doesn't return void. And sometimes we have to be tested in that on different levels. Um, Not that all tests are uh, God-ordained. Some of our fires and some of the things that we endure are choice. Uh, Some of the fires and some of the things that we endure are because of the way we position ourselves or choices we make or sometimes it, it even comes down to not obeying God and so we're tested and sifted 
uh, and then sometimes in our obeying God and, and doing all we can to do what we believe is the will of God, uh, the enemy comes along and he desires to sift us as wheat. But, you know, like Jesus told Peter, he says, you know, Satan desires to sift you like wheat, but I pray that your faith fail not. And so, you know, whenever, personally, whenever I go through fires, and, and my wife and I have gone through various circumstances and trials and temptations and things in our lives, you know, from relational to financial to ministerial to you name it, um, it's those times that, you know, it really begins to burn up, you know, some of the things in your life, and it begins to test the situation, you know. And, and as I read the Word, and it tells me things like the Word of the Lord is sharper than a two-edged sword, it's living and active, it separates the thoughts and the intents of the heart. You know, the deal is this, is God's Word's not going to return void in our lives. You know, regardless of what the, the circumstance looks like, regardless of where we're at, you know, it's just like Joseph. You know, here this brother gets a dream from the Lord, and he tells his brothers about it. Next thing you know, they get jealous, and they put him in a pit, and he's sold into slavery. You know, nothing he did earned or, or validated that uh, being sold into slavery. You know, it wasn't an error. It wasn't a, a, a fault on him, but it was something that the Lord was working for his good later, something the Lord was working to bring glory and honor to the Lord later although he couldn't see it at the time. And if that the pit wasn't bad enough, he ended up in a prison. You know, he ended up in a in a situation where, you know, he wasn't uh, in his father's house anymore. He wasn't with his brothers anymore. And, uh, in fact, he, he got kind of cast off and ended up in a prison. But it was that very thing that God used to get him right next to the Pharaoh, right next to the king, so that in the end times and in the times of testing, you know, he could be there to provide for the people of God. And, and those of you that know the story of Joseph, you can kind of understand what I'm talking about. Um, not that I want to sit and read the whole chapter or the whole, you know, story. Um, but I'll, I'll paraphrase briefly, and then we'll get into the Word a little bit and pray. But, you know, in all of our lives, we go through pits. In all of our lives, we end up in, whether they're self-made prisons or people-made prisons or, or some people actually have to go you know, to a jail or to a prison to, you know, for whatever reason. Um, but if we'll have faith in the Lord, regardless of where you're at in the in the circumstance, regardless of where you stand in the situation, if your faith is truly in the Lord, and if your faith is truly in the Word of God, well, God will show Himself strong. And you know... Um, I'll tell you what this, You know it's It's been those times of testing It's been those seasons of trials And and error You know a lot of times we make a lot of errors We like, make a lot of mistakes We we uh, at times miss Some things uh, In the kingdom And we find ourselves uh, You know even Even in our making mistakes And even in our whatever it is in our life you know, the Bible says that God uses everything for the good. You know, the Bible says that God uses everything for the good of those that love God and are called according to His purpose. And so that means the good, the bad, the ugly of your life, whatever you're going through, God's going to use it for His glory. 
God's going to use it for your benefit. God's going to use it to bring his kingdom come and his will be done in your life. And sometimes when we're going through the storm, uh, it's hard to see that. Sometimes when we're going through the fire and we're feeling the heat, you know, we're feeling scorched because of the pressures of life and the situations we face. Uh, a lot of times we want to, you know, reach into our emotions and reach into, you know, ourselves. And uh, sometimes we, we have tendency, and I've done this, and I'm sure everybody that's a child of God that's walked with the Lord has had tendency to do this. A lot of times we can put God's perspective on the back burner, and we can start looking at things through the eyes of the flesh or start looking at things from our own perspective. We begin to put our own opinion in the situation without checking with God first or seeing what the Lord is saying in the situation. But, you know, Jesus said that man doesn't live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God himself says, my words will not return void unto you, but they'll go forward and they'll accomplish whatsoever I purpose them to do. You know, God says this. His words do not return void. And that he is in us to will and to do of his good pleasure. And so no matter what storm you're facing, and listen, we all face fires. Trust me, I'm going through a Category 9 hurricane right now on all different sides. You know, but like Paul said, even though we're hard-pressed on every side, you know, even though we're knocked down, we're not knocked out. You know, anytime you watch a boxing match and you see these guys putting their headgear on and their boxing gloves on and they go toe-to-toe in the ring, there's many times you'll see somebody get knocked to the mat. But unless they're down for a 10-count, they get back up and keep going. And that's the thing with with Jesus is we already know who wins. You know, even though we go through it, we can look at the back of the book. We can read Revelation. We can look at the back of the book and know, okay, God always leads us into triumph. It's Jesus that always gets the victory. He's the one that's going to prevail. He says no weapon formed or fashioned against us will prosper. Every tongue that rises up against us will be condemned. That greater is he, the Holy Spirit, the, 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 the living God that's within us than he that's in the world. And sometimes when we're caught up in the world and we're caught up with the the circumstance and the trials, we don't necessarily look to, we don't necessarily hang on to the word of the Lord. But if you'll just dig your heels in, so this is one thing I learned about life, is any time a miracle is going to happen in your life, there's going to be warfare around it. The enemy, you know, the enemy... And I'm speaking of the devil. You know, people are not our enemies, even though they may do or say ugly things, even though the enemy may use people in our lives to bring circumstance and trials and fires. The bottom line is, and and the Word says it clearly, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. So it's not that people are ever our enemy, but the, the, the enemy himself, the devil, and his legions of angels are our enemy. And those angels aren't angel angels. They're actually demonic angels. Uh, but we have to realize where the real fight is. A lot of times the battle's in our own mind. A lot of times the battle's in our own ability to recognize what God's trying to do in a given situation, although there may be hell on every side 
And sometimes the battle is in our mind where we, instead of casting down the vain imaginations and casting down the high things that exalts itself against the knowledge of God in our lives, we try to cast down everything else. And so, you know, I believe spiritual maturity, it doesn't necessarily mean you're never going to react to things because we're human, we're flesh, uh, we're fallible. And we all blow it and miss it and mess it up from time to time, Every everybody. There's only one that hung on a cross. There's only one man that, that was pure and holy enough to hang on the cross and to, to bleed for our sins, and that was Jesus. But, you know, if we'll learn to dig our heels in, because, see, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's, he's seeking about like a roaring lion, trying to see who he can chew up and devour and spit out. Okay, but listen, through Christ, in Christ, he's given us the victory. And like I said, you may get knocked down to the mat, but if you're not down for a 10 count, listen, you need to look to the Lord to lift you up, to set your head high, to lift your head back up, to reach his hand down. See, the hand of God is constantly reaching down into your life if you're a child of God. God's hand is constantly reaching down into your life whether it be through uh, miraculous, uh, you know, circumstances, or it be through people, or it be through prayer, or the Holy Spirit, or whatever He chooses and uses to reach into your life. You see, wisdom recognizes the hand of God in a situation and learns to reach up and reach out to it and grab a hold of the hand of God and allow God to pull you up out of your pit. See, even David, he said, look, if we read Psalm 40, he says, uh, "In fact, let me get let me get the word of God." I'm I'm kind of just paraphrasing and sharing my heart tonight, but let me open up the Bible for a minute to Psalm 40 because this is what's kind of stirring in my heart all of a sudden. Just kind of jumped in there, and so I want to kind of roll with it. But I want to give you guys a scriptural foundation so that see you know every house that's built on a proper foundation, no matter how hard those winds blow. And no matter how hard that storm and hurricane come, uh, it's going to stand. But if you're you build your house on sinking sand, uh, when the waves and the winds come and beat on that house, it's great will be the fall of it. Listen, Psalm 40. Just give me a minute. I grabbed a, a Bible that I normally don't use. I got mine all marked up, and it just kind of falls up into everything that I need it to when it does. But. Uh, and I'll just go with this for a minute. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord. This is Psalm 40, verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined unto me, and he heard my cry. He brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. And he set my feet upon a rock, and he established my goings. And he has put a new song in my mouth and even praise unto our God. Many shall see it. Many shall fear and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust. And respect not the proud, nor those that turn aside the lies. Many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done in thy thoughts, which are to usward, which means to us, to me.
They cannot, or the, uh, let me back up. Yeah, they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee if I would declare and speak of them. They are more than can be numbered. I'll stop there and back up. So here's David getting chased by Saul, hiding in caves, having the very people he looked up to, the very people that mentored him, the very people that were uh, his spiritual leaders, all of a sudden turned on him. You know, here's David doing all he can do for his family, doing all he can do for his sons, and all of a sudden his own sons turn on him. You know, he, he went through all these situations, all kinds of situations. And here he is in the middle of it, and here's his, his psalm. I waited patiently for the Lord. Sometimes we need to learn how to wait patiently. And when we wait, that means get in a place, posture yourself in a position to pray. Posture yourself in a place to worship the Lord and to get alone with God, to get with God and get his perspective and get his hand into the situation. He says, I waited patiently. Well, what produces patience? Fiery trials. The testing of your faith produces patience. All right, so if you're not going through a test, how are you going to have a testimony? If you don't have a mess in your life, how's he going to turn it into a message? So David says, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me, and he heard my cry. So obviously that tells us in the midst of David's storms, and it wasn't just one storm, it was many. Just like every one of us, we go through many storms. We go from faith to faith and glory to glory, but in the middle of those faith uh, excursions, in the middle of those glory impartations, we go through some tests. We go through some stuff, and it qualifies us for the kingdom. And so here's David. He says he brought me up out of a horrible pit. He described it as horrible. You ever just have a day that was horrible? Just horrible. And I mean horrible. Well, David did. I have. I'm sure many of you have. He says he brought me up out of a horrible pit and in the miry clay. You know, like quicksand. He was just in that miry clay. It just... No matter how hard he moved, no matter how hard he tried, he just kept sinking down in it. It just seemed to get worse and worse. But this is what he says. He brought me up and he set my feet upon a rock and he established my goings. What happened? He recognized the hand of God reaching down into his situation. He was wise enough to call out, to cry out, to reach out to God. And grasp the hand of God and allow God to lift him up out of the pit. Okay, and just like Joseph who was in a pit in a prison, God put him in a palace. God qualified him in the in the pit. God qualified him in the prison. And once that trust was earned and that trust was built and God knew, this is my servant in whom I'm well pleased. Joseph didn't open his mouth against his accusers. Joseph didn't sit around and, and lash back out with the arm of the flesh because he was in a situation where he was uh, cheated and he was wronged and, and he got the short end of the stick and he got the, the blunt end of the deal. No, he trusted God. 
He trusted God. And many of you, and myself included, all of us, we go through situations where we feel cheated or, or unjustified or, or like, like you know, somebody got the best of us or whatever the situation is, whatever you're going through, whatever trial or storm you're going through right now, it's easy to reach into the flesh and, and start to get into the reasoning and start to get into your own perspective and, and begin to see it from the eyes of the flesh and totally rule out the Word of God. But listen, all that does is keep you down in a horrible pit. All that does is put you in a prison. All that does is keep you in the quicksand where next thing you know, the more you struggle and you try to get out yourself and you try to move around in it and you try to do it out of your own strength, you find yourself sinking deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. You know, what did the Lord say? He said, unless the Lord build the house, unless the Holy Spirit's doing it, it's it's in vain anyways. But not only did he lift him up and set his feet on a rock, but he established his goings. He made him strong. He established him. He he made him where he was unshakable, unmovable. I mean, once you go through so much, man, you you get to a place where something just kind of clicks and you say, okay, you know, it, it can't get any worse than this. You know, it can't, you know, you, you get uh, almost resilient to it. Resistant to. I'm not saying you don't ever have a bad day and lose your lose it. Want to pull your hair out and break down? We all go through that. I'm telling you, and you'll you'll continue to go through things that'll want to break you down and make you pull your hair out. I, I promise you. If you're doing anything good for God, if you're doing anything good for God, you're going to go through a pit. If you're doing anything good for God, you're going to find yourself in a prison, whether it's an emotional prison, a relational prison, a spiritual prison, a physical prison, whatever it is. But listen, the same God that delivered Joseph, the same God that delivered David, the same God that delivered Paul and Silas when they were thrown in jail and they began to sing praises unto God, all of a sudden the angel came and set them free. He's your God, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. It's the same Holy Spirit that dwells inside of you. It's the same Father God in heaven that you have the opportunity and the privilege to cry out to when you're in your pit. What what, what makes the difference, though? See, Jesus said it was like this. Some build their house on sand, and the, and the winds and the storms of life come in, and all of a sudden great was the fall of it. I mean, utter destruction and chaos. But then there's another that builds his house on a rock, and the same storms and the same fires and the same trials come in, but he stands, and he gets established. He becomes immovable and unshakable. What was the difference? One man heard the word of God, but he didn't keep it. He didn't obey it. He didn't impart it into his life. He didn't meditate on it and choose to obey and do what God was saying to do. He didn't choose to live by the word of the Lord. And so he fell, and he fell hard. Jesus said great was the fall of it. But the other man, he chose to stand on the word of God and trust God, no matter what it looked like, no matter how ugly it got. And he stood, and he became established. And so David says in the second verse of Psalm 40, he says, 
Not only did he set me on a rock, but he established me. He made me firm. He made me unmovable, unshakable. And he goes further than that. He put a new song in his mouth, and he put praise in his heart. And he said, many will see this and will fear. And that word fear doesn't necessarily mean be afraid of, but it means to have a an awe or understanding, a reverence for God. That word fear means to have a reverence and a respect for God and shall trust in the Lord. When people see you going through a trial and a fire, and I'm not saying you your human your humanity won't come out in the midst of it, and you won't have a bad day and feel bad and say, you know, but when people see that you're gonna to choose to trust in God, no matter what you're going through, when people see that you're gonna to choose to obey the word of the Lord no matter what it looks like, and maybe you feel justified like you just want to run and and do things like you used to would before you knew Jesus. I mean, all of us are faced with that in different areas and situations where, you know, the enemy just wants us to cave in and and handle it like the world does. But if you'll trust in God and people begin to watch you and people begin to watch God lift you out of your pit and establish you, and all of a sudden you're praising Jesus anyways, no matter how crazy things look, all of a sudden you're choosing to go forward in God and you choose not to draw back. All of a sudden, they'll start to honor and reverence God. All of a sudden, they're going to want to know, who's this Jesus in your life? Who's this living God? What's God all about? How come you have so much faith in God? How come everything you do, say, and talk about, think about, and, and have something to do with is all about God? Well, how come you got a song in your heart, even though you're going through pure hell, but I don't, you know, see... It, people will recognize it. People will notice the difference. And wisdom is the ability to recognize difference. But the difference is is whether or not you could choose to serve and obey and believe God or whether or not you're going to cave in and, and do it the enemy's way and do it the world's way and do it your own way. But the proverb tells us there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it's death. It might be spiritual death physical death, relational death, financial death, whatever it is, if you do it your way, it ain't going to work. It's not going to work. It just won't. God sets it up that way. But if you choose to obey the word of God, he says, what? His word is life and health to your bones. He'll honor you all the days of your life. He'll establish your goings. Mercy and goodness will follow you all the days of your life. Wealth and riches will be in your house. You know, sin will bring poverty in your life, but you know what? Righteousness will bring blessing. I'm not saying you'll never be tested in your finances. But wealth isn't about money. Wealth is having enough to do what God told you to do. That's what wealth is, having enough to do everything God told you to do. But listen, wherever he's guiding you, wherever the Holy Spirit or God is guiding you, he's going to provide for you. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it looks like in the situation, if you're a child of God, God's got your back. God's got you covered. He says the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. And just like Moses said, Lord, if you don't go before us, we're not going to go. Listen, if you're in Christ, 
If you're in Christ, you're promised blessing. There's benefits. You you think that your job has benefits? You think that the the job you're applying for, or the, the you know the job that you're working for, your spouse or whoever's working for has benefits? Listen, God's kingdom is loaded with benefits. He daily loads us with benefits daily. He says, forget not his benefits. God says, don't forget about my benefits, guys. And if you're working for the Lord, there's no 401k plan that can touch it. If you're working for the Lord, there's no dental or health or life insurance policy that can touch God's. And that policy is standing on his word. That policy is released into your life. Those benefits are released in your life the minute you choose to believe him, the minute you choose to trust him, the minute you choose to stand firm on his word and say, God, I'm going I'm to walk this thing out because you're not a liar. And if you said you're going to bless me, if you said you're going to do it, Lord, I know you're going to do it. Look, God himself says in his word, if you're a child of God, he is in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. That means he's in you. He's going to do it. His word will not return void. He is not slack concerning his promises. He is not a man that he shall lie. Constantly we're reminded that God just don't do you like people do you. And we've got to remind ourselves of that constantly. Because, you know, let's face it. People can suck. Life can get the best of you. And what's worse is even the people in church, the people that, that claim to know them, sometimes they can hurt you the worst. We've all been through that. Religious people can hurt you the worst and do it in the name of God and put such a bad taste in your mouth. But God's never going to do you like that. God is never going to do you wrong. You know, we used to sing a song when I was younger, and I've heard it actually not too long ago, Can't Nobody Do Me Like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. And that's how it is. There ain't nobody that's going to do you like Jesus or like the Lord. But what he's calling for you to do is trust in him. To walk humbly with your God. That's what God requires of you. To trust in him. Listen and obey his word and walk humbly with your God. That's all you're required to do in this life. That's the only standard that he puts on you. And we can religiousize it and nitpick it, scrutinize it, and come up with a thousand other things scripturally that we need to do. But bottom line is, he just wants relationship. He just wants somebody to take him at his word. He that comes to God must believe that he what that he is. Well, what is he? He is everything he says he is. He is everything his word says he is. He'll do everything his word says he'll do. And if you come to him, if you want to name the name of Jesus, if you want to have a real spiritual encounter, it's going to require some faith. It's going to require some believe in God even when it's hard. You know, I mean, if you're standing on the mountaintop all the time, it's easy to praise the Lord on the mountain. Yeah, he's the rewarder. Come on, brother. I see it. He's the rewarder. 
He's the rewarder. Yeah, he that comes to God must believe that he is. He's the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But see, look, there's a process there. You have to diligently seek him. You have to trust in him. When you come to him, you have to believe in him. Not doubt in your heart. And then he will reward you and load you up with daily benefits. He said this. He said, if you're doing well, if you're doing good, don't be weary in well-doing. Because you'll reap a harvest if you faint not. A lot of us, you know, the, the, the problem is is we sow seed, okay, uh, and then we have to go through that period of time before we get our harvest. And in that period of time, that's when the enemy comes along and decides, I think I'm going to test this guy or this woman of God or this child of God, this man of God. I'm going to test you during time just like he did to Job. He told God, hey, look, this guy will praise you because everything's going right for him. He's on the mountaintop. Well, of course you're going to praise God on the mountaintop when everything's butterflies and bunnies. I mean, it's easy. But anybody that sold you that lie and told you, okay, now that you're a Christian, everything in your life's going to go right, I don't know where they heard that or where they got that or what or what they're doing. But when I chose to serve God, it was like somebody put a target on my back. Okay? And that might scare you. That may freak you out, whatever. But listen, the enemy does not want you to succeed. The enemy does not want you to get your harvest. The enemy does not want you to fulfill your assignment. He doesn't want you to do the will of God. So he's going to do everything he can. That's why the Bible says don't be ignorant of his devices. Don't be ignorant of the devil's schemes. We're told in Proverbs that a wise man foresees the evil and he prepares. He sees it. He sees it up ahead. And if you guys are watching and praying and you're getting up in your watchtower, and if you guys understand the way they used to build castles or forts, and still do, even in modern day, there's watchtowers. Nowadays, you go to the set, uh, the Walmart parking lot, at least in, in our part of town, they've got these booths that they crank up look like scissor jacks. And on the top of it is a little booth with a police officer in there. Sometimes, sometimes it's just cameras. And they put it there to find out what's going on in the parking lot and so they can get an added edge because they want to know what's going on. But if you're up in your watchtower, you can see. Yeah, you know, prisons have watchtowers. Amen. Okay, but the whole purpose of a watchtower is, is you don't wait till your enemy gets right up on you and in your face. You get up in your watchtower and you foresee, you start seeing, you start recognizing, you start understanding his schemes and his strategies and his attacks. And see, Jesus said, watch and pray that you don't enter into temptation. Well, why did he say watch? Because he knew you're going to have to see. That's why I said, call unto me and I'll show you and I'll answer you great money things. Well, what's he going to show you if you're not looking? you gotta, you got to have your eyes open. you got to be looking and watching and praying in order to see what's coming down the road. But if you're wise, according to the Proverbs, a wise man foresees the evil and he prepares himself. 
And so as long as you're going to have spiritual victories in your life, as long as you're going to have miracles and blessings in your life, <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. Sorry. I trail off, too. I'm just reading the chat room, so if you're not in the chat room, you might think I'm little out there sometimes. I just kind of, you know, go back and forth a little bit. But look, if you're not watching, if you're not preparing, if you're not praying, the Bible says be not ignorant of his devices. Well, ignorance is not a, a bad word. It just means don't be uninformed. God said, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Well, that's an intimate knowledge. If you don't know him, of course you're going to perish. If you don't know him, you're going to burn in hell. But he takes it a step further. If you don't know his ways, you're going to have hell on earth. And then he takes it a step further. If you're not constantly staying in step and staying in tune with the things of God by hiding his word in your heart, and by listening and watching and praying, then when that roaring lion comes about, okay, he's going to rip your head off if you're not prepared. Well, thank God we got the Holy Ghost, and thank God we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. But listen, if you're not washed in the blood, and if you don't get the testimony of God in your mouth and in your heart and in your life, well, you're not going to overcome very much. In fact, you're not just an overcomer, but he wants you to be a conqueror, more than a conqueror, through Christ Jesus. Well, what are you going to conquer? Conquer means you take territory. If you conquer something, if you conquer something, it means you're taking land, you're taking ground, you're, you're taking territory, you're occupying something. Well, listen, the enemy is trying to constantly occupy and constantly steal, kill, and destroy your life. He wants the territory. He wants to make sure the glory of God doesn't cover the earth. He wants to make sure the glory of God doesn't cover your life. He wants to make sure the, the place where your feet tread isn't blessed ground. But listen, if you'll be a conqueror, and you'll allow the word of God to come into your life, and you'll get your mind renewed, it doesn't matter how many devils in hell and how many circumstances and what comes at you from the left, from the right. Listen, God is going to give you victory if you're obeying him. God is going to give you victory if you're following his plan for your life. Now, I'm not saying you won't get knocked to the mat, so please don't misunderstand. I'm not saying... You know, you're not going to have fiery darts. Why Why would we have to have a shield of faith to quench fiery darts if we didn't have fiery darts coming at us? Why would God say, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of the stranger they won't follow if he knew that there, the stranger wasn't going to be constantly speaking in our ears trying to get us to follow some other deal, some other plan, some other path? Jesus said, broad is the way to destruction, but his road is narrow. His path is narrow. Few find it. Why? Because few people actually want to take the time to renew their minds and get undergirded by the Spirit of God and get filled with the words of God and the words of life. You know, just like the disciples said, Lord, we're going to follow you because in you are the words of life. They knew how to follow. 
The question is, is whose report? Who are you following? Who are you listening to? Who are you trusting to believe in? Are you believing your circumstances? Are you believing the word of God? Are you believing the naysayers and the, the scoffers and those that are opposed to the kingdom of God and those that are set to destroy or derail or detour your life? Or are you listening to the words of God? See, the Bible says, choose you this day whom you will serve. And you're either going to serve people, and I don't mean in a servant of the Lord kind of way, okay? Let me let me clarify this real quick. Choose you this day whom you will serve means you're either going to serve God and his plan for your life, or you're going to serve yourself and your plan for your life, or you're going to serve somebody else and what they have in store for your life. You have a choice. You have a choice. And you have a choice to choose the word of the Lord, to choose to follow Jesus. You know, people love to say God is sovereign and God's in control and everything that happens is is God's plan. Well, if that were true, if God if God makes everything happen, why why don't we just leave our front doors wide open every time we leave every day? And just say, well, God, you're in control. Whatever happens, happens. Why do we prosecute uh, criminals, okay, if if God's in control of their life? Is God the one that spoke to that man to murder or to, to you know, steal or to kill or destroy or bring harm to somebody? If that was true, if God ordained that, then why do we even prosecute criminals? Why don't we all leave our doors open or leave our cars running in the worst part of town and just trust God? No. See, he gives us the ability to pull the snakes out of our garden. He gives us the ability to pull the weeds out of our garden and till up the ground and the hard soil so that we can sow seed. But if you leave all the snakes in there and you leave all the weeds in there and you don't ever turn turn that soil over, okay, you're not going to get much of a harvest. You're not going to have a beautiful garden come up. God puts it in our hands. But this is what he says. Look, set your feet upon a rock. You know, I, I, one of my favorite songs, I'll, I'll get back into it because you'll hear this probably 50 times in a year. And if you do, and it's repetitive, you should be able to quote it. If you listen to us for a whole year, you should be able to quote Psalm 1 by the time you're done for the year. Because as much as I read it, it should be just ringing in you. It says, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that bring forth fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. And then it goes on. It says, The ungodly are not so, but are like the chafe which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Now, if I went too fast, because I, you know, just, just read it. Psalm 1. I'm trying to get to the first three verses, though. Okay, this is the deal. If you're in the Word, 
if you're in the Word, if you're in the Word, and if you're getting it in your heart, if you're meditating on it, and you're listening to what God is saying, and you're doing, and you're doing, listen, don't be a hearer only. See, both those men that built those houses on two different foundations, they both heard the Word of God. You can listen to us preach all day long. You can turn on the Christian TV or radio all day long and listen to it. You can read your Bible all day long, but if you don't do what it says, if you don't obey, what did God say? If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land, right? And a lot of us are willing. A lot of us want to. A lot of us know we need to. But some of us just don't actually take that step and and do it. But this is the deal. If you'll meditate on the word of the Lord and you'll obey the word of the Lord, God says you're going to be like a tree planted. You're going to be established. Remember that established my goings, set my feet on a rock and established my goings, put a new song in my heart. Okay, that was Psalm 40. If you want to get on the rock and get established so that the winds and the waves don't knock you down, then you're going to have to meditate and obey the word of the Lord. If you want life, you're going to have to live, okay? And life is this. Everyone that hears the word of God and obeys, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, which means if you want life, it's not going to come by the the bread that you bake or the bread that you earn. It's going to come by the word of the Lord. Because the grass will wither and the flowers will fade. People's colors will shine through. Okay, and their religion will wear off. Okay, but God's word will never fail you. The Holy Spirit will never fail you. Jesus and his blood and his amazing love for you will never fail you. People will fail you. Even quote-unquote Christian believers, religious people Okay, we're we're human. We like I said, we all blow it, miss it, and mess it up. And anybody who says that they don't, well, they're they're a liar, and uh, you know they're missing it right there. Okay, but praise God, we've got a God that's not a man that He should lie, and everything He says, He makes good on. And so whatever category nine hurricane storm fire trial tribulation circumstance you're going through trust god with it get into the word of god and find a scriptural solution for your problem get into the word of god and find a promise for your problem and instead of focusing on the problem and trust me hey i'm guilty if anybody has had days where they focused on the problem i've done it All right? But if you'll focus on the promises of God and stand on the promises of God, it will deliver you. It will pull you out of your pit. It will release your prison doors. It will set your feet upon a rock, and it will establish your goings, the word of the Lord. And so I had no idea I was even going to do this tonight. Um, Didn't know where I was going. Didn't know what I was going to say. Didn't know if I was going to say anything or just listen all night. 
I felt like the Lord told me to jump on there about 11 o'clock and give Sean Holmberg a break because he's been running nonstop since about 7 this morning with his work and had to work over and take care of his family when he got home and just had a lot on his plate today. You know, so I honestly, if you want to know the truth, I did not feel like saying a word tonight. Um, I've had my own storms today. I've had my own trials today. But, you know, God had to remind me. God had to remind me. Okay? He's faithful. And if I'm going to come to God, I've got to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder. Because I'm diligently seeking Him. And so if you're diligently seeking Him, come to Him in faith. Trust Him with your trials. Let Him turn your mess into a message. Let Him take your tests and turn them into testimonies that give glory and honor and praise to the Lord. Listen, I want to pray for everybody. We got Wendy and we got Brother Reno. We got Grace Orphanage and couple guests in there, Ron and Minister Grock. We got Sherry with Pet Prep Radio, Prayer International 6787. We got Brother Paul, Brother Sean, and who knows who's listening out there or going to listen to the archive later. But listen, God wants to set your feet upon a rock. He wants you to be unmovable and unshakable. Listen, everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken. But if you're grounded in the word of the Lord... If you're grounded in the word of the Lord and you can learn him to you can learn to praise him in the valley just as much as you praise him on the mountain. Listen, what the Lord's your shepherd, if the Lord's your shepherd, Psalm twenty three, if the Lord's your shepherd you shall not want. If the Lord's your shepherd, you're not gonna lack anything. You're not gonna want for anything. You may go through seasons. You may go through some seasons. Well, you're wondering where the blessing is. We're wondering where the bread is. But God's not going to forsake you if you're truly honoring and obeying and lifting your, your prayer to Him. If you're living the way God tells you to live, and even if you're not, sometimes He'll still have mercy on you. God knows. He's had so much mercy on me. But listen... He'll restore your soul and he'll lead you in path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to fear the evil because, listen, God is with you. His rod and his staff, what will they do? They'll comfort you. Even in the middle of your enemies, he's going to put a table. He's going to put a banqueting table. He's going to give you a buffet banqueting table right there in the middle of your enemies. Right in the middle of it. In fact, that's where the table comes. If you don't have any enemies, don't don't ask him for a buffet. All right, but listen, if you'll dig your heels in and you'll get ready to fight the good fight of faith, and remember, we don't wrestle with people. We wrestle with principalities and forces of darkness, so it's not people, okay, that we're fighting. It's the enemy. It's the devil. It's the demons. All right, but if you'll dig your heels in and you'll get ready to fight, He's going to anoint your head with oil. Your cup's going to run over. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of the life. You'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So fight the good fight of faith tonight. Don't stop fighting. Don't stop fighting. Don't give up. Don't get weary in well-doing. You're going to reap a harvest if you choose to faint not.
put your hand to the plow, and don't look back and go forward. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, for everybody in this chat room tonight. Father, I pray for everybody listening by phone or by archive. And, Father, I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, you'd help them to fight the good fight of faith. You'd help them to dig their heels in and know that warfare always surrounds a miracle. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Father God, that you'd put a fight inside of your people, an endurance and a steadfast, established, unshakable, unmovable spirit that you'd make them like trees of righteousness planted beside the living water that they won't wither. Their leaves won't wither, but they're going to bear fruit in their season. And whatever they do, Father, I pray that it prospers in Jesus' name, that you'd let your will be done and your kingdom come on earth just as it is in heaven. And, Father, I thank you, Lord God, that they're going to set their feet on a rock because they're going to hear the word of God and obey it. They're not going to be hearers only, but they're going to be doers of the word because if they be willing and obedient, you're going to cause them to eat the good of the land when you spread that buffet for them. They're going to taste and see that the Lord is good. Father, I ask your blessings on everybody tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Listen, this is Prayer International Radio. And uh, I know we've had a few people on the platform tonight, Brother Sean, Brother Paul, and myself, Chris Herzog. Listen, we're going to be back tomorrow night, same time, same place, 10 to midnight. And we're here for you. We're your spiritual family. If you need encouragement, we're here. If you need empowerment, we're here. We believe in the Word of God will encourage you. The Spirit of God will empower you. And we're here to teach so that you can be equipped. And God will equip you with His Word so you can go forth and you can take territory. You can go forth and be a conqueror. So listen, hold your head up no matter what storm you're going through. Look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. He's going to finish what he started in your life. So God bless you tonight. This is Prayer International Radio. And uh, tune in tomorrow night. We'll see what else we got for you. Have a blessed night.